Hello and welcome to the Unoffended Wife, a sold-out marriage podcast. My name is Tammy, I'm your host, and today you're listening to episode 12, The Clay. Hello everyone. I am so excited to come before you tonight and do a podcast. I really feel like today God has just been um, just talking to me and downloading for me some content and I just want to bring it to you while it's fresh on my mind and heart. I'm also cozied up sitting in front of some candlelight and uh, snow is falling outside Salt Lake City here. So we've got snow. It's October 29th and yesterday we got snow and today we got snow and I think we're getting snow tomorrow. It's supposed to be like 10 degrees in the morning. Yay. So anyway, I'm sitting here cozied up and just thought it'd be a good time to podcast. So, um, I want to talk to you about the clay and I want to talk to you about the, the potter. Um, you guys all know the story, I'm sure. Um, of course the potter being our incredible father, God, and us being the clay and just allowing him to mold us into, into what we're meant to become and, and the use that we're supposed to have. But it's very interesting, the scripture, so today the scripture is Isaiah 64, 8. But Lord, you are our father, we are like the clay, and you are the potter, your hands made us all. And I read that tonight and just thought it so fitting. Um, but it's in, a, it's in a new context that I really feel like God has given me in creativity and just in, in understanding. Um, so I want to tell you that Aaron and I got in a little fight today. Yes, we did. Now, our fighting is getting better. Um, if you listen to any amount of my podcasts, um, especially if you have listened from the beginning, um, and by the beginning, I mean over on Podbean, I had started The Unoffended Wife earlier this year, 2019, during the time in which I was going through the process of trying to understand how I could get through these nasty, awful fights that we have, um, how I could have breakthroughs so that they wouldn't happen anymore. And so in some of those early podcasts, you will hear podcast after podcast of, well, we had a really huge fight again. And, um, they're getting better. I'm so excited. So after going to uh, that Cherish Women's event and really seeing breakthrough in my life, our fights have gotten better. And of course, not all because of me. I'm not here to like pat myself on the back, but I do think the breakthrough that I've had has been critical in the shift that we've seen in our fights. Now, does that mean we're never going to fight again? Oh goodness, no, of course not. We're human and we're going to have fights. But the direction of the fights, the intensity of the fights, and uh, I would just say the outcome overall of the fights, it, it's shifted. So, but, but we still fight. And I want to bring to you real content. I want to bring to you real life. So I don't want to bring to you preachiness every single time I come behind the mic to say this is what you should do and just preach um I do feel like God is calling me into 
a new role in my life and I'm really excited at what that's going to be. But I'm not here behind these mics to try to pretend that now that I've had breakthrough, I am suddenly the most amazing human being on the face of the earth and that now our life is just peaches and roses, just cloud nine all the time. No, 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 that's not reality. So let me bring you some reality. So today I got on the phone with my dear husband. He is out of town right now. And when I got on the phone with him today, something I said set him off. Didn't set him off in a way of like, oh, he started yelling at me or cussing at me or being crazy. He just got irritated. I could tell in the tone of his voice that he was irritated. And quite frankly, I found it to be uncalled for. I don't think that I deserved for him to be snippy or snarky or sarcastic or actually he wasn't being snarky or sarcastic. He was short with me and he started to move on. And when I said, now, now wait a minute, what's going on? He shut down and was just like, nope, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I'm just irritated. I don't talk about it. And so I caught on right away and was like, oh, oh, I, I'm starting to feel offended because my response to him was a little bit sarcastic and snippy. And I realized, wow, I am being short with him now back. What's going on? And this was all happening very quickly. And I realized I was starting to feel offended because I didn't think I deserved him to have the response that he did. I didn't do anything wrong, but I took a deep breath and I allowed myself for a minute to realize that there was a problem. He was feeling something and he was feeling like I had, like I could tell I've, I've known of Aaron and I have been together for like 19 years. Well, like we've been almost married for 19 years and you know, in 19 years, I can tell not only when something's wrong, but I can usually kind of figure out where it's coming from if I stop and take stock. And so I just said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Are you upset because you feel X, Y, Z? And ultimately he said, yeah. So I apologized for it. And after I apologized for it, you know, I just said, you know, that was not at all my intentions. Um, I, I really want you to understand that that's not what I was bringing that topic up. I wasn't bringing that topic up to make you feel like you're a liar or that I don't believe you. I was bringing that up because X, Y, Z. I've said that twice now, X, Y, Z. And it didn't help. So I thought that by explaining it, I thought that apologizing for it, so so basically I could, you know, acknowledge his feelings and apologize for it, even though I didn't mean to. In my mind, I was like, well, this is a big step for me. Like in months past, years past, I would have flipped my lid and we would have gotten in this big screaming, yelling match because how dare he have feelings? And 
you know, I've recognized that. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to apologize for something that I didn't do on purpose, but his feelings are his feelings. And I want to acknowledge them. Now, here's the problem. In a perfect world, he would stop, smell the roses, and be like, Aww, my sweet wife just acknowledged my feelings, and I feel so much better now. In fact, I'm going to apologize to her because she really didn't deserve that kind of response, especially when she didn't mean for it to come out the way that it did, whatever. No, that's not what I got. In fact, I got almost more irritation out of him. And, you know, I don't know if some of that, he's got to figure that part out. I don't know if some of that is pride or if some of that is just not feeling like maybe we haven't quite gotten to the space of um, this is all pretty new in the way that I've been able to handle things and see revelation. Like, I didn't handle it perfect. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I handled it perfect because I did get snappy at him. But what I'm trying to say is that over the past month, there has been a shift in how I'm able to think of our irritations with each other or our fights with each other because I see it right. Like I see kind of the enemy rising against us and I'm able to stop and kind of see things from a different angle Whereas, again, months past, years past, I would have just been mad and angry. And that snappiness would have turned into, like, fierce anger. And now I don't really feel like that's the case. So at the same time, when I am trying to explain to my dear husband what I'm seeing, I'm wondering, I have to kind of evaluate that. How am I, how am I delivering it? Because I kind of feel like I was delivering it in almost a lecturing kind of manner. Like, okay, now here's the deal, husband. Like, that's not what I meant. That's not how it is. And just kind of really plain in fact, you know, matter of fact. And so that maybe that fueled him to not really feel like I was sorry about his feelings. Um, Is there a place for him to care about my feelings? Yes, there is. But that's what we're going to get into. So When I read that scripture, you're probably all wondering, where is she going with this? So I do want to reference the clay and the potter, because as I'm thinking about this whole situation, um, I will tell you it didn't end well. Um, He hung up on me, and so it didn't end well. We still have some making up to do. But after getting off the phone with him, I kind of thought, oh well, why can't he just get on board and like basically be in the same space as I am of like recognizing the enemy and why can't he this and why can't he think that? And I started realizing, whoa, hold on a minute. He's not in the same place that I am. And it's not fair for me to expect him to be in the same space as I am when he still is working through his breakthroughs. And I'm still, my goodness, I still have a ways to go, right? Like I'm constantly a work in progress. But but the point is, is that we're not in the same space. We're not in the same maturity. We're not, we're just not in the same spot. And I don't mean that as in like, oh, I'm in 
like such a better spiritual state than my husband. No, 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 not at all. He actually is far more mature in his spiritual understanding in certain areas than I am. He is a rock star when it comes to devotionals. I am so, oh my goodness, I am so bad at devotionals and my consistency, no good. Um, he wakes up super early in the morning and will pray and read the Bible every morning. I am, you know, getting better at consistency, but pretty weak. So we're just, we're never going to be in that same perfect maturity and, and in various areas. Now, maybe my maturity or my, I don't even know if that's quite the right word, but where I'm at in worship and prayer is just different than where Aaron's at. That doesn't mean that I'm better than him. I want to make sure I'm clear here. I'm not trying to tout myself as being on some kind of high pedestal, not at all. But what I want to get to the heart of is that when I read that scripture, it just reminded me that God understands that. He, he understands that he, he knows better. So in the situation today, I feel like, now I could be very wrong, but I felt like I knew better. During that fight, I felt like I knew, kind of, I could see from a different perspective. I knew what I wanted Aaron to grasp, and I knew what I wanted him to see, but he wasn't there yet. And I kind of feel like that's how God is, like, with us. Like, he gets that. And I, I think he was trying to tell me, hey, Tammy, you, you know, slow down a minute. Your husband, he's not in the same spot as you as far as you know, breakthrough in that particular area. And you're being developed at different rates in different ways. You're being shaped at different, you know, different timing. And as the potter, you're each being molded and you're each being, you know, shaped into what basically your destiny is. And they're not going to be identical. Definitely you'll compliment each other, but they're not going to be identical. And by the way, daughter, this is God still talking to me. By the way, daughter, I want you to understand that that's how I felt and feel about you as well. There's so much that I want you to understand. There's so much that I want you to know and grasp for your benefit. And yet I've had to be patient with you. I've had to continue molding you. I've had to continue shaping you. And yet sometimes I don't really get the return that I'm wanting right away. It takes time. And as you're becoming, you know, this, this was the other, the other aspect that I really felt like God was showing me is, you know, there's a bunch of clay laying around and all the clay is the same before it's before it started into this beautiful shape and form, it's all just a bunch of clay. And, you know, here, here God is molding me and shaping me. And maybe this, in this particular area, there's this beauty being created in this newfound freedom that I have. And in the ability to see the enemy for what he is and where he's attacking at, us at. 
But Aaron may be sitting back here as clay still. And it may take some time for him to notice the beauty that I'm being shaped into and to be able to, you know, almost reap the benefit of, of what that's looking like. And then to be shaped himself and to allow himself to be shaped and to be molded in that particular area. And I just, you know, I just really think as I, I started visualizing this, I'm like, okay, you know, I've got to be more patient. I cannot expect Aaron to be where I'm at. It took me a year to be where I'm at in this very particular area of freedom. And I'm going to have to be patient because it may take Aaron five minutes. It may take him two years, 10 years, five years, one year, six months for him to have the same kind of breakthrough for us to be you know, kind of on, on this, in the same space. So I've just got to be patient with him. So after I got off the phone, I kind of thought, all right, well, maybe I can call him back and try to, you know, help him understand. And God was kind of like, no, no, just give me some time with him. And we'll talk. We always do. And we'll get back on the phone and we'll have a conversation. Or when he get, gets back in town tomorrow, We'll have a conversation and God speaks to my husband, absolutely speaks to my husband and my husband listens. And so I have no doubt that we will, you know, recon reconcile pretty quickly. But because again, we've just learned so much and, and our reconciliation period is pretty quick. We used to be days in between fights where we would ignore each other now my goodness, we hardly let a couple hours go by before we reconcile. Um, I will say it's harder when we're apart, though. So anyway, you know, it, it may take a little bit longer because we're apart, but we work things through things pretty quickly. We always come back to each other pretty quickly. But I just think it's really important for us to recognize that there's there's going to be times where we're going to have to lead our our husbands. As unoffended wives, we may get to this kind of maturity of, of being unoffended and our husbands might not be in the same place. They may be working on other things. You know, Aaron may be working on other areas, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. He may be working on other areas than I'm working on. So where he maybe is working on building up muscle strength in exercise and I'm working on flexibility with yoga, we're both exercising, but we're not both in the same space, in the same place, in the same maturity, in that particular area of exercise. So that means that we can offer up to each other what we know, what we've learned, what we've gained and try to encourage the other to do the same. Now, maybe they, maybe we will, maybe we won't. You know, there's a timing for everything. So we've got to be patient, though. We cannot expect our spouses to just suddenly have the same maturity of, you know, unoffended, undefendability. That's probably not even a word, but it's fun to say. Unoffendability. As we do, because we're actively working on it. 
And so as an unoffended wife, you guys, when you get in a fight or when, you know, you're actually on the end of irritation or frustration and you kind of have called out like, gosh, okay, this is my opportunity to be offended. I'm not going to. You're going to have to be really patient and not be offended when your spouse is offended. It's a very, it is actually a very frustrating situation when here you are working so hard to be unoffended and then they take offense. It's hard not to be offended. So keep your guard up there because the only way around that is to give your spouse grace and understanding that they are, they're being formed at a different timing than you are. And we need to be patient with them. We need to be loving with them. And as we are, it will have the natural consequence of them wanting to jump in to the molding space and allow the potter to mold them and form them also in the area of offense. They will. They will naturally want to start doing that. It's, it's a totally amazing phenomenon. When your spouse starts working on themselves, it cannot have anything but a positive outcome. Because as you see your spouse changing and you see the beauty and the amazing transformation you naturally want to start changing too. In fact, that's how Aaron and I got involved in marriage ministry, guys. I had started listening to One Extraordinary Marriage podcast. And this is in our book. You can go check that out. Our book is The Beginning of a Journey to a Sold Out Marriage. It's on Amazon. But in our book, we've talked we talk about this, but I had we had been going through a really difficult period. We had just kind of come out of um, talking about divorce for the the first time, and you know I I had been fed up with our relationship, and I started looking for relationship help. And when I found one extraordinary marriage, and I started listening to that podcast. Initially, I started listening to it because change him, right? Like I want to listen to this so that you know, I could tell him how he has to change. And Elisa, holy Hannah, she called me out right away, not personally, but in her podcast, in their podcast. And it was about changing myself because I started getting called out on my BS for a lack of better terms. I was like, wow, I've rejected my husband over and over and over again. I need to change. And So I started to change. And as I started to have this transformation over a few months period, Aaron noticed. And it wasn't me telling him anything. I just was making changes. Oh, how about no more rejection? Okay, I'm going to work on that. Okay, how about, you know, just all of these different tools that I was given. And I started putting them into action and he started noticing And when he noticed and asked about the transformation I was having, I was able to introduce the podcast to him. 
And then we started listening together. And then over time, we had such a radical transformation in our marriage that we began doing a marriage ministry together. And that took one person making a change first. So be that person to make the change first. But in that process, be patient with them. At the time that I was listening to One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, I couldn't expect Aaron to make the same change. He wasn't hearing the same podcast. He wasn't getting the same tools in his tool chest I, as I was. So for me to expect him to have the same change would simply be unfair. And it's the same thing here. We can't be working so hard on being unoffended wives that we forget about the fact that our spouse might not be. And that's okay. Because we're not trying to change them. We're trying to change ourselves to initiate a change in our marriage and in our relationship and in our interactions. And that will propel change for your spouse. So let's be patient with them. Let's just continue to work towards, you know, being loving, unoffended wives. And I was not very good at that today. I had a long day. It's been an exhausting day. And I got impatient with him today because I kind of expected him to grasp everything that I was in the moment that I was. Like I could see the enemy attacking him. And in trying to explain that, I expected a perfect response and it wasn't there. So it's just simply my job now to pray for his heart, pray for his mind, come back to him and apologize for whatever I can because our spouses need to hear that their feelings are, you know, valid. And we do too. I understand that. I know that some of you are probably thinking, well, what about my feelings? Yeah, I know. But that's the sacrifice. Sometimes we're going to have to put ourselves aside to bring forth a transformation of this magnitude. Because that was hard for me tonight. I kind of felt like, hey, what about my feelings? What about validating my feelings? And, you know, that's, I mean, ultimately... It is what it is. It's ultimately, it's self-seeking. I want my feelings validated. Is that wrong? Well, no. But at the same time, when we're really working to develop ourselves as unoffended wives, it's going to come at a little bit of a cost. And that cost may be that you have to put your feelings aside for a little bit, at least for enough time to be able to come back together at a better better place and better time to discuss the situation. So that being said, you guys, I will see you on the next podcast of The Unoffended Wife. Until then, email me at theunoffendedwife at gmail.com if you just need a friend, if you just need someone to pray for you, 
I am happy to be there for you. So email me. Go check us out on A Sold Out Marriage. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, and our YouTube channel is A Sold Out Marriage. Um, Go check out our book on Amazon. And um, with that, I will catch you guys on episode 13.